This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Wow. Can you believe it's Thursday already? This week, there are weeks that feel like they're every bit of... <laughs> Last one was slow. This one's fast. <laughs> this is just blowing by. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break for top of the hour stories and news. If you missed any of the show, including the interview with Mike Colby, you can check out the podcast at nowtocater.com or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back after news. Do not go anywhere. No matter where you are, we're there. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. The U.S. attacks Iran-backed militants again. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Not the ones who attacked the base in Jordan, killing three American soldiers Sunday. We are still awaiting that retaliation. U.S. forces hit Houthis in Yemen, taking out ten drones they were preparing to launch. And a Navy warship shot down three drones and a missile as Houthis keep attacking shipping in and around the Red Sea. The Houthis, they can claim all they want that this is linked to Gaza. Uh, But two-thirds of the ships that they're hitting have no connection to Israel whatsoever. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Ukraine's going to get more support fending off Russia's invasion. European leaders have agreed to provide a $54 billion aid package as additional U.S. military help for Ukraine remains in limbo in Congress in a border dispute with Republicans. President Biden was asked on his way into a prayer breakfast this morning. Mr. President, sometimes Republicans are calling the border deal a non-starter. Can you get it done? Mr. President, are you doing enough to try? He said we're trying. In the House, Lawmakers did approve a tax cut bill that Fox's Jack Callahan reports. Passed with bipartisan support, but more Democrats than Republicans. It expands the child tax credit and allows businesses to deduct more of their capital and R&D expenses. As Oklahoma Republican Kevin Hearn said. We can't expect to compete with China when it's more expensive to invest and innovate and grow here in the United States. Former President Trump's lost a court battle in Britain. A judge has thrown out his lawsuit against a company founded by the man who put together an infamous dossier that became part of the Trump-Russia investigation. A compilation of often salacious allegations put together by an ex-British intelligence officer, Christopher Steele, and published on the website BuzzFeed in 2017. Steele alleged Russia had material it could have used to blackmail Donald Trump, but many of the claims were never substantiated. That's Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, to social engineering and leftist corporations that they make you feel like we're kind of living in the twilight zone. Well, you're not alone. Now, our friends at Pure Talk, my wireless company, they know the silent majority is fed up. And I'm calling on all of those Americans stand with a company that champions your values. The average family is saving almost a thousand dollars a year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk. If you have a bank account, pay attention. Your savings could be at risk. The U.S. banking system is once again under extreme stress. This jeopardizes you and your family. But there is an easy way to protect yourself. Gold. Contact Noble Gold Investments today and safeguard your family's financial future. As a thank you for opening a qualified account, they'll give you a free quarter-ounce gold standard coin. Visit NobleGoldInvestments.com. NobleGoldInvestments.com. Gold. Safety. For uncertain times. Now, more about where President Biden's going as he made those comments about the border in Washington. As presidents have done for more than half a century, President Biden will join Republicans and Democrats, officials across the government and faith leaders for the national prayer breakfast. In remarks last year, President Biden said too often in politics, we see each other as opponents and competitors, enemies and not neighbors. The president also hits the campaign trail today, traveling to Michigan. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A victory in federal court in Florida for Governor Ron DeSantis. A federal judge throws out Disney's lawsuit. The company had sued, saying the governor and the board had retaliated against Disney for criticizing state limits on classroom discussions of sexuality, the so-called don't-say-gay law. Governor DeSantis then repeatedly attacked what he called woke Disney, and state lawmakers stripped Disney of its control over a special development district that had given the company virtual autonomy around its theme parks. A Disney spokesperson reacted to the judge's ruling, saying the case will not end here. Kevin Uretsky, 
Fox News. They're trying to figure out why a hangar under construction at the Boise, Idaho airport collapsed, killing three people, injuring nine others. A not guilty plea from actor Alec Baldwin. Baldwin was recharged with involuntary manslaughter in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during a rehearsal on the set of the film Rust in New Mexico. Prosecutors say Baldwin was pointing a gun at Hutchins during the rehearsal outside Santa Fe in October 2021 when the gun went off, killing Hutchins and wounding director Joel Souza. Baldwin claims he pulled back on the hammer, but not the trigger, and the gun went off. Lee Silicera, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are rising the day after a big sell-off, reacting to the Federal Reserve not only not cutting interest rates, but suggesting a cut may not come until at least May. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. This is real estate agent Sandra Yelovich with Brinkarder Realtors. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Selling opportunities are better than ever. Call me, Sandra Yelovich, at 217-855-1196 to find out more. Investing in real estate is investing in your future. So again, call me, Sandra, at 217-855-1196 for all your real estate needs. Find your way home. Brinkarder.com. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here. 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Mostly sunny, high of 56. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 35. For Friday, mostly sunny with a high of 48. And Saturday, sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome to the Thursday edition of Buyers and Company. We have an action-packed hour. We're going to visit with the City Hall Insider, Paul Osborne, check in with Mark Topper and Topper on Sports, and then Mary and her crew from Heritage will be in studio. Company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Where is Pesodum, Illinois? I'm the wrong guy for that one. Paul? I think it's by Champagne. Okay. It? I, we just got to, from the state police, uh, and uh, I just want to throw it out there that there is some spotty frost uh, out there that they're finding on particularly secondary roads. Uh, probably not going to be you. It, you know, it, it's just here and there, but as a um, just a reminder to drive carefully this morning, sometimes you can't see that stuff. And it, it, the temperature feels like it shouldn't be, and all of a sudden you just got some spotty stuff. So that's from the Illinois State Police. So just uh, be careful out there. City Hall Insider, former mayor of Decatur, publisher of the uh, Decatur Tribune, Paul Osborne uh, in studios here today. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I see light outside now. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always dark when I come to I want you too. Uh, yeah, it's really dark when yeah. I get here, and it's still kind of dark normally. Uh, yeah, the days are getting a little longer. So it's taking a little uh, longer to get dark at night. That's a good thing. Well, that sunshine. Boy, you see the sunshine coming through the windows okay. now. It's like you want to do a dance or something. <laughs> uh, all right. You know, it is it is amazing to me. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're a local newspaper, uh, a weekly newspaper that have been you've been doing your thing for a very long time. How many years? Uh, I'm in my 55th year. Wow. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when you started, uh, I'm sure the daily newspaper was all powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and pretty much, well, there were a lot of papers that started back in that time, you know, over the years, and they didn't last very long. So, And we, we had two dailies for a long time, right? Yeah, the Herald and the Review. They were and then the they were combined company. into the Herald and Review. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, that must have been daunting. How old were you? 
Uh, I was in my mid twenties, late twenties when I you know, started and didn't know any better. Like a pioneer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> Going up against the tough big guys. Yeah, and I, you know, and I look, I look back now and I think, wow, you know, I, I didn't know any better, and if if I knew what I know now, I probably never would have done it because and. And there were people that uh, indicated to me, a few of the bankers and that, because the Tribune actually was a year old. Yeah, you came in and there was kind of yeah. Yeah, and they were and they were going out of business the, the next week. Yeah. And uh, I know Sean Streety asked me when an interview once, you know, well, why would you buy a failing newspaper? And I said, because I couldn't afford like a successful, <laughs> so, so I had no choice. But I, I believed in it, and you know, and it took a took obviously took a lot of work and a long time, but. Uh, and there were people that just felt I'd been taken advantage of. There yeah. were local banners, uh, bankers that were kind of looking out for me, and they said, boy, you know, you really got a raw deal and that. But I never I, – I'll say this to the credit of Decatur and the banking industry back at that time. I was never refused a loan, and I'd go in sometimes just to get money to keep going. And they they believed in what I was doing, and they believed in me. And in all those years, and you know, and during the lean years of the Decatur Tribune, they never said no. And uh, many times they said, "Your requests have never been unreasonable." And I'd go in with my suit and tie and everything, and I'd plead my case, and they would say yes. We live in a different times today. Well, we still have. I, I look out the window and I think about you know Hickory Point Bank and where that's still local and those decisions are made. But you know that was every bank back then. Yeah, it was, and and that's that's something that I miss. And and certainly to be able to go in and talk to a banker who could make the decision there and not have to check with some and not have you fill out a hundred forms yeah. in order to get a loan. You know, it was different back then. They right. looked at you. So how nasty was the competition? It was pretty nasty, and uh, and uh, the Herald and Review at that time uh, they, they were owned. They had different ownership, but uh, we had newsstands all over town, and and there would be times, and. Uh, the people servicing those newsstands would throw our papers out and put their papers. <laughs> so, so, and then, like Walgreens and those stores, would say, "Hey, they just threw your papers out of your stands." So. <laughs> oh my! All right, so here's the thing: 2024. You look back on 2023. You guys have growth. Yeah, and, it, and I mean I, that's just. Completely the opposite of what most people believe about things today. Yeah, you know, I, I've never really touched at times of, of how personal people kind of take the Tribune. It, it's kind of an extension of of yourself. And uh, I know it's uh, one lady didn't get her uh, paper. She was mailed it. Sometimes the postal, the post office didn't deliver it on time. I thought this was so, this is so indicative of the readership we have. She called the office. And not blaming anyone else, she said, I, I just thought Mr. Osborne might be sick. It's just like, you know, isn't that sweet? Yes, it, it is. is. It's yes. just like the first concern was, are you all right? Yeah. And, and I think over the years, about the second or third year I had this paper, I made the decision that if I'm writing the news the same way as the Herald or some other paper, then there's no purpose for me to be here. And so I, I kind of I adopted the policy of saying, here, let's let's go cover this news conference and, and let's talk about this. And it was kind of a personal touch sure. on it, and I stuck with that. And, and fortunately, people have responded to that. Oh, 55 years later, and uh, it is amazing. So, but the local, you know, I, this is what everybody acts like. This is some sort of secret recipe that you can't figure it out. And I watch the media as a whole and what they're doing, and. I don't understand why people can't see it. You can't be, you can't serve four cities and, and, and be local. You can't. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, a few years after I started, I started buying up other newspapers, you know, and it got to the point, I think I had four other newspapers in some of the surrounding towns and I made the decision, you know, I can't do justice to any of these papers. And so I'm going to be publisher of the Decatur Tribune only. And so I sold the other papers off. I came back and I think you have to concentrate on the community that you're serving and be a part of it. You have to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Be in it. Be a part of it. Help uh, with solutions for the problems you have. Celebrate the great things you have. This isn't magic. I, I, I Yet I just watch company after company just lose sight of that. 
Well, and I think, too, and, and as you know, you, know, you walk to the street or walk to the post office or something or walk or, or go in a store and people come up and say, you know, love your paper and that. There's yeah. that personal contact that you have when you serve the community that you publish in and they see you, they talk to you, they, they see you in a restaurant or somewhere. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy that. And and too many times now, I think we're getting away from that, that the publisher may be three cities away and you really never see that publisher, you know. Yep. But, but and, and what I've seen in this business, and I mean, just in general, the media in general, is they convince themselves that they do, but they don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. I, I think. And as you said, you know, it's it's not magic or anything. It's just being involved in the community that you serve yep. and, and focusing on, you know, I ran for mayor twice. Fortunately, I was elected twice for mayor. That was a part of just being in the community. It's a natural extension. Yeah, it is of serving and wanting the best for the community. And and to this day, I still you know, there's commercials and saying, do you, do you ever wonder about, you know, getting up in the morning and wish, you know, you didn't have to go to work and, you know, I never do. I'm always ready to go, ready to go work ready on the go. paper. Ready you know? to go. And I want the, I want the community to feel that too, that there's a lot going on here and a lot to be excited about. All right. Well, uh, our announcement today, by the way, you can read the story on nowdicator.com. Uh, uh, you know, this is always, uh, I, I am, uh, I am way more patient than I used to be, but that still puts me on a scale of, of, a pretty impatience. <laughs> uh, you know, the older you get, hopefully you get some wisdom, but, but the process stuff, you, you know, drives me crazy. Like, you know, you, you, you know, we had to let employees know yesterday at noon and then the press release couldn't go out till six and, and the new owners are coming over next week to meet the staff, which is great. Uh, and I can't wait for that to happen from the community, you know, point of view. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, you, you know, um, I see the landscape of what things look like, uh, you know, or what things could look like. And, and when you hear that you're for sale, you, you know, the first thing is to be, you, you know, are, are, is, well, Wexler will love this, you know, above the line, below the line, you know, behavior. You know, it's easy to get like anxious or apprehensive or who's, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Uh, everything I know about these folks is they have doubled down and invested in the communities they're in. And it's going to be great to have the Illini. I mean, right off the bat, just uh, the Illini connection. You know, we've been an Illini affiliate forever. Uh, uh, and to have that in-house, I think it's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward, and they seem to align with this conversation you and I are having about community. Uh, and and it could be you, you don't want to get gobbled up by the publicly traded company with 600 radio stations, you know, because their recipe for success is just gut it, turn things into a jukebox and, you know, sell cheap ads and make your profit by not having any personnel cost, right? That's yeah. not what you want. Well, and I think your your line uh, of uh, they invest in the community they're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that says it all. I mean, if, if you invest in, in time and energy and personnel and money in the community you serve, you can ask any more for. No, uh, you can't. And, and then that requires the community to support you back, you know, and we have a lot of great partners that do that and, and we'll you know, continue to look for more partners. But being a part of the community, not just giving you the facts about the community, but if our test scores are low, how can we help improve that? You know, if we have mental health issues in our community, how do we help improve that? It's not just about reporting on problems or reporting on great things. It's about being a part of all those things. Yeah, and I think that's the secret. I, there's no question, you know, the media landscape has been changing for some time, particularly, I think, in print journalism. You know, but the bottom line is it, when we're rearranging and, and we're moving this and moving that, are we still serving the community? And if you have a commitment, regardless of what is happening, to serve the community that you're in. And not live in this clickbait world where you're right. just trying to, you know, take anything that outrages people and, and make a profit off of it. I just, I have no interest in that at all. Uh, all right. So, uh, potholes. I, I, I thank you for the mention. Uh, I, saw, I was reading the Tribune, uh, online yesterday and, uh, I noticed, in fairness to whoever, the state, all right, because mine was on 121, which is a state highway. That's no reflection on the village of Mount Zion. That's, you know, this is your time yeah. as mayor. You get blamed for the roads you don't have any control over. Yeah, you get yeah. enough blame for the roads you do you have, have control, control over. Yeah. They have put, they, they have repaired several of those, uh, uh, and I am now back to being able to drive on that state highway into work. Um, 
but they've been god awful this year. Oh yeah, I you know, despite all the warnings on that, uh, I was driving close to El Dorado the other night, and man, I hit one. I thought I thought it totally had wiped out the tire. And I kept looking at the screen to see if the air was, but it didn't. Oh so. my! Listen, you wouldn't have to look long. Mine went from like boop or boop boop. That. Yeah, but man, you hit those things and you don't. You, you kind of you try to be aware and kind of dodge them, slow down. And but some, if you hit it, it's just it, it's like a, a tire destroyer, a rim destroyer, because it just seemed like when I hit that one. It is right down to the rim. Right, and and it's not as bad in the morning, you know, when there's not a lot of traffic out and you can dodge and weave. But you're looking yeah. for deer. There's no lighting on what <laughs> you're trying to avoid the potholes. Uh, you, you know, you probably look like a drunk driver. <laughs> in. Uh, but then when it's full and the lanes are all full and there's traffic, there's nowhere to go. No, uh-uh. So you're kind of trapped, and, and yeah. you head right for that. And uh I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. I don't know if you could of how many people have had, you know, tires or rims. Well, I, I I know the tow service, which they were great. Uh, told me they'd been there several times that day, right wow. where I was. So you know, With the same pothole. Yes. Wow. Well, there were several of them. I mean, oh. it could have been any of the four right next to each other. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, who else? You had somebody else that, that lost yeah, one. Yeah, Brian Smith. Oh, Brian Smith. Yeah, he even put a uh, – uh, he took a photo of it and put it on his Facebook page that it wiped out a it wiped out a tire so and, and rim. So uh, I don't know. The, the damage is uh, probably uh, in dollar amounts, you know, Probably pretty high. Well, and, and Brian, you know, is well, he used to be what the uh, Long Creek Township clerk, clerk I think. right? Yeah. So he knows, you know, the frustration of being local government with a state road. And uh, you yeah, know. I wonder if he called anyone and complained. Well, <laughs> I, look, he probably has way more clout than I do. I, I hope that he did. All right, I uh, it was interesting because Nikki Budzinski was on with us last week, uh, Congresswoman, uh, and she told me she was coming downstairs to meet with you. Sure, yeah. I told her you haven't met with Paul. Yeah, no, never and she, had. And I'm like. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a good conversation. We did, and it just kind of worked out. I think there were times that she was up, she was up here, and just either we weren't open, or she, I didn't know that and that. So, but yeah, we caught up. Uh, we caught up on a lot of things that uh, needed to be discussed, and I can tell you. You know, a lot of things I don't agree with her on, but I certainly agree with the work she's doing to help people that are having problems with their Social Security or whatever, the money she's bringing back. She's to this doing community. the work. Yeah, and I think that's the secret. You know, and you, we can talk about issues, we can talk about a lot of things, but, you know, what are you bringing back to this community? And I think what impresses me is, she knows a lot about Decatur, even though that district stretches, you know, from what uh, East St. Louis all the way. Yeah, it's a, it, they get but bigger the, and bigger. But she, when she was talking to me, she was talking about some of the exciting things happening in Decatur and and how Decatur was doing this and Decatur. I mean, this is someone who who knows Decatur, and uh, I, I applaud her efforts to to get there and get something done. Also, uh, and you know this, to work across the aisle. To get things done, so I, uh, you know, I, as I say, there are there are things, there are differences that we have, and and we kind of discuss those a little bit too. But the fact that uh, that she is a workhorse, I mean, she goes to work and not to debate. Uh, that's impressive. I, yeah, she seems surprisingly bipartisan in some ways. I mean, as far as that effort to reach out, like even with you know Congresswoman Mary Miller, I, you know, went out of her way, you know, farm progress and stuff. And, and like I said, I, I, you don't have to. I mean, who do you agree with 100% of the time? Yeah. yeah. This litmus test stuff now going on in politics is crazy. You wouldn't be able to be with your spouse. No. I mean, according to them. Well, and they wouldn't want to be with you either. Well, you, you couldn't because you don't agree yeah. on every single thing. Yeah. And, and just like I, I guess you need to look at what you agree on instead of so much what you disagree on. You know, and I think that's you – know, I get so tired of, you know, all we ever hear anymore coming out of Washington is uh, impeachment or investigation or that. You know, do the work. Yep. You know, do the work. And so – And I think that has, you know – that has changed. Uh, I mean, politics has always been politics, and we've had our share of ugly, you know, uh, history in politics. But the Glenn Pichards of the world and the, I, I mean, you know, they were, they knew they had to bring stuff back. Yeah. I, I, they I, couldn't I, play national politics 
the entire time they were there. Well, and Nikki mentioned something too that uh, that she looks she looks for those on the other side. Like uh, she said, there was a Republican uh, congressperson in Ohio right. that uh, that she's been working with and uh, on a, several projects and that. So and Rodney uh, did that too. Yeah, to, and, I, and that was the end of him. Yeah, and that's not that's not what a lot of people apparently are looking for. They're not looking for someone to work with the other side. They're looking for someone to beat up the other side, you know, and put them down. And I don't know. I come from I come from a different background and a different political philosophy. I want us to work together. We can disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable all the time. And we're working for the common good of our district, for the people that we serve. Yeah, that almost sounds quaint, doesn't it? It, it, it does. It yeah. sounds like, why Why does that sound so ignorant? You know, when you say that. I, I Like I want the Andy Griffith theme playing or something. <laughs> yeah. And, but that's what it's about. And that's what I've always felt it was about. You know, whether you're mayor of a community or you're a congressperson, you're working for the people you represent, and that's everybody, whether they voted for you or not, or whether they agree with you or not. You want the best for that district, for that community. So, yeah, we, we did a lot of catching up there. I, I enjoyed the visit, and uh, she's going to be checking in, as she does with you on a regular well, basis. Well, good. That's good. Glad she came to her senses. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, good meeting. <laughs> Sometimes it all comes down to who you talk to. Like, like, okay, here's what you do in Decatur. And that person may or may not know. Right? That's how it happens. Well, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Whoa, not, I mean, it would just be absolutely moronic not to do it. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up with uh, Paul Osborne and Mark Tupper straight ahead. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. Today's going to be mostly sunny, high of 56. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 35. For Friday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Saturday, sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time, 726. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or for a 1K right now. Text SAFEGUARD to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here on a, what is turning out to be a beautiful Thursday morning in downtown Decatur. We have a, a minute or so left here with Paul Osborne, Mark Topper coming up. Our friends from Heritage will be in studios uh, after that. Uh, all right. So uh, do you pay attention? To, I mean, we only got like a minute and a half. Do any of these polls mean anything at this point? Not a lot. I mean, we're on the first day of February. Yeah, well, and just like, you know, polls uh, can vary. They can have one person winning on one. And they can also be completely wrong. Yeah, and they usually are. And, and all, uh, all polls, polls are equal. Yeah. I mean, some are shady at best. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's it. I just like, how do you take these polls? Well, you know, we we talked to 100 people, you know, 100 people out of, you know. Right, when now million. we have the ability to talk to so many more people, right? Yeah, we hear from more people probably than they do in the polls. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, it goes back and forth, goes back and forth. It's going to be a long, long election year, that much we know. Well, I think we're all going to be exhausted by the time it's over. I'm already exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I'm older, so I'm already exhausted, too. <laughs> All right. If you uh, want to check out the Decatur Tribune online, you can uh, do that. Get the best of uh, everything. Looking forward, looking past. Uh, and uh, one of the greats, Paul Osborne, former mayor of Decatur, twice elected by the people here, and uh, 55 years in the publishing business. I'm just picturing the guy from the Herald or whatever, you know, ripping the Tribunes out of the thing and putting their own newspapers in. That was not nice. Cutthroat. <laughs> Cutthroat. <laughs> You were like out there taking on the man. Yeah, we were. So, and I didn't know any better. So that, that <laughs> sometimes that's how it has to happen, or yeah. else it wouldn't happen at all. I had the energy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we appreciate it, Paul. Have a great week and a great weekend. We'll see you next Thursday, Nick. Uh, we gave away our tickets for the car or for the Illini uh, game. What's the next game? Oh, that's a good question. I've got it right here. Oh, okay. So we just gave away Nebraska, right? Yep. So February 13th against Michigan. Yeah. That'll be a good game. you got Iowa, Minnesota, and Purdue to wrap it up. Uh, courtesy of First Mid, we'll be giving away tickets to all of those games, so make sure you listen each morning to find out how. We'll take a break for bottom-of-the-hour stories and news. When we get back here, Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. Stay tuned, folks. This is RJ Crace with your stories. Now, it's National Unclaimed Property Day. State Treasurer Michael Frerix is encouraging people to check the iCash website to see if you have cash or property owed to you. An estimated one in four people in Illinois find unclaimed property. The average claim is a 1000 bucks. To see if you have any unclaimed property in Illinois, visit iCash.IllinoisTreasurer.gov. A loud chorus of cicadas is coming to Illinois this spring. Illinois will be in the bullseye of a rare cicada emergence that hasn't happened since 15 years before. Before Illinois became a state, two different broods of cicadas have synced up for the first time since 1803. They're expected to appear beginning in May. The northern Illinois brood comes from underground every 17 years and the great southern brood every 13 years. Sixteen states are expected to experience the emergence of around a trillion cicadas. There's no need to panic. The cicadas won't hurt you. More stories, podcasts, and videos at our website, nowdecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. The House passes a tax bill 357 to 70. Fox's Jack Callahan. It's a $79 billion measure that renews some of the Trump-era tax cuts for businesses and expands the child tax credit. Oklahoma Republican Kevin Hearn said, We can't com- expect to compete with China when it's more expensive to invest and innovate and grow here in the United States. The bill now heads to the Senate, where election year politics may decide its fate. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, for example, says he's concerned about making President Biden look good. A judge in London dismisses former President Trump's lawsuit over claims made by former British spy Christopher Steele. Steele alleged Russia had material it could have used to blackmail Donald Trump. Many of the claims were never substantiated. The former president's suit accused a company called Orbis Business Intelligence of violating British data protection laws. Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. presents Pizzazz this Saturday at Sliders Bar and Grill. Pizzazz is Central Illinois' favorite party dance band, and they're ready to see you for an early show at Sliders Bar and Grill. Don't miss a fun evening of dancing at Sliders starting at 4 p.m. Grab some dinner, get a butter Bud Light, drink and dance all night long. Pizzazz at Sliders Bar and Grill this Saturday, 4 p.m. Sliders Bar and Grill, located on Route 36 East Indicator. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like discovering a refund tree has grown in your backyard. I'm the refund tree. Sawing off its branches. Hey, hey. Feeding them through a wood chipper. My branches! My beautiful branches! And dancing in its refund rain. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or 401k right now. Text SAFEGUARD to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. 
can't read this enough. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Yeah, this is a good and quick one. Mostly sunny, high 56 today. Tonight, partly cloudy, low above freezing at 35. Friday, mostly sunny, high of 48. And Saturday, sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time is 733. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Well, I watched this game last night, a crazy game in West Lafayette that ended with Northwestern coach Chris Collins being ejected, um, had to be held back by his players as he tried to confront the referees, um, exited uh, the game, um, taunting the Purdue fans. I mean, it was it was wild. And from from Chris Collins' perspective, it was a crazy game because of the enormous disparity from the free throw line where Purdue, Purdue's the number two team in the country and the number two team in the Big Ten standings. Purdue attempted 46 free throws while Northwestern shot eight and uh, that would be maddening if you were the northwestern coach because it was not a game in which one team was very physical and one team was very timid both teams were physical i do understand that from an officiating standpoint it is probably hard to legislate the contact that Purdue's zach Eady invites he is seven foot four three hundred pounds Teams have to try to defend him some way or another, but he initiates a lot of that contact. And uh, and despite the free throw disparity, Northwestern was right in this game. They were leading 78-73 with two and a half minutes left in regulation. Purdue managed to get it tied and got the game into overtime, and then Zach Eady scored the first 10 points in overtime before Purdue won 105-96. to and that included four Purdue free throws shot after Chris Collins left the floor due to his two technical fouls. Uh, Northwestern's Boo Booey and his teammate Ty Berry each scored 25. Uh, Edie finished with 30 points, 15 rebounds. The game wouldn't have been this close if Purdue had made a lot of free throws. They shot a lot. They just didn't make a lot. They were 29 of 46. Edie was eight of 17 so they left a lot out there on the floor the um the impact in the standings though shows wisconsin on top at eight and one in the league purdue now nine and two illinois alone in third at seven and three and northwestern at six and four tonight wisconsin is at nebraska and Nebraska is really tough to beat at home. They beat Purdue by 16 at home. They beat Northwestern at home. And then Sunday, two games of note, uh, Purdue is at Wisconsin. That's at noon, nationally televised on CBS. And then also Sunday at 5.30, Nebraska at Illinois. You can listen to that game here on WSOY. So the standings could look very different by the time we – talk on Monday morning. Uh, that was a good game last night in, in West Lafayette. Very interesting, to say the least. All right. On the other side of the break, a little Caitlin Clark news with Mark Tupper. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur. Start 2024 off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur. Offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also visit one of our other branches in Pena, Assumption, Taylorville, or Blue Mound. First National Bank of Decatur, the quality bank. FNBQuality.Bank, member FDIC. Back here with Mark Topper and Topper on Sports. All right, more on Caitlin Clark. Well, when she isn't doing commercials for State Farm Insurance or any of the other companies she represents in her impressive name, image, likeness portfolio, uh, Iowa's Caitlin Clark continues to be one of the most amazing athletes, male or female, pro or college, anywhere. And we will be hearing a lot more about her and seeing a lot more from her as we move closer to March Madness, where 
the sport of bas- women's basketball in particular is hoping that she will be the face of their national tournament, which would require Iowa to to stay around uh, again until the Final Four. They would love that. Uh, last night in Evanston, she scored 35 points and became the all-time leading scorer in the Big Ten. She passed a 1,424 points and can now zero in on Washington's Kelsey Plum, who has 3,527 points. That's the all-time NCAA scoring record. Uh, Last night was her fifth straight 30-point game. She is averaging 32.1, which would put her on track to break Plum's scoring record on February 15th against Michigan. Just an amazing player, and not just a score. Uh, Ten assists last night, unlimited shooting range, just fun to watch. And um, and she sells tickets everywhere she goes. Last night, Welsh Ryan Arena in Evanston was sold out for the first time ever for a women's basketball game. Some fans showed up five hours before tip-off just to get in the building in order to see her doing, during shoot-around. Um, she does not come to Champaign this season. Illinois plays Iowa once, and it is in Iowa City on February 25th. But, you know, um, I'm looking at the calendar. Today's February 1st. March Madness is coming, uh, and so is a heavy dose of Caitlin Clark. Uh, Maybe we'll get to talk about her tonight on Sport Talk. We'll be on from 5 to 6. Tim Kane and I will be in the studio. We're going to visit with our friend Kedrick Prince and talk some Illini basketball recruiting and other matters. And, of course, we'll talk NFL. This is the calm before the storm. Next week it really amps up before we get to the big game a week from Sunday. All right, my friend. Enjoy the sunshine. We will check in with you first thing tomorrow morning. All right. Isn't it amazing? Just look out the windows and what that little bit of sunshine does to your mood. I'm not one that really, like, tracks the, you know, the mornings and all that. I just go to work, and it's light sometimes, it's dark sometimes. But it is noticeably, to your point, it just feels way different. <laughs> Better. Yeah, it doesn't feel like nighttime. It feels like the day has begun. <laughs> just look. Yeah. <laughs> There's true. people waking up right now with their coffee just looking out the window going. And the sky is blue. <sighs> yeah, just looking and listening to the radio, drinking their coffee. Last night you could see outside. stars. I know. Is that crazy? Yes. All right. We've got to take a break. And uh, when we get back, our friends from Heritage will be in. Um to tell you about a couple of uh, programs, one that's been up and running for a little bit, one that's going to be starting February 15th in their services department, and we'll tell you what it means for you and the community on the other side of the Marquee Coffee break, right? Say it along with me. The magic is in our beans. We'll be back. This is Tom Brinkotter with Brinkotter Realtors. It is truly an honor to carry on the legacy started by my father many years ago. Despite technology playing a big role in today's business landscape, we remain dedicated to the values of the past. Being a family business, our commitment has always been deeply personal. Our devotion lies with our clients, our responsibility within our community, every day, earning your business one handshake at a time. Discover the difference at Brinkotter Realtors. Modern tech, timeless values. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. What's up, Doc? A brand new medical podcast brought to you by Decatur Orthopedic Center. Join Dr. Sams and Dr. Sullivan as they take a peek behind the drapes into the world of orthopedics. They will explore the newest trends in orthopedics, sports injuries, and musculoskeletal health. These leading orthopedic surgeons will go into detail about surgery, life as a surgeon, and the impacting change of orthopedics. Find What's Up Doc at NowDecatur.com under the podcast section or anywhere you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Brian Mose with Britlinger and Earl Funeral Homes. We specialize in a lot of things, like providing traditional and innovative full-service funeral celebrations. But our number one focus is finding the best way to honor a life well-lived. At Britlinger and Earl, we are the experts at discovering and designing a perfectly customized celebration event to remember. Say goodbye and honor the life of your loved one. Just visit BritlingerUnderworld.com and find out more about how we create unique celebrations of life and, of course, professional, compassionate service from the heart. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
We are back here on a Thursday, and uh, the first Thursday of every month uh, from here on out, we're going to have uh, our friends from Heritage in studios with us to talk about the services they offer, the people they have working for them, what they do, and uh, hopefully educate the community. Um, sometimes I think, uh, Mary, uh, we get lost in what we do, whether it's the media or mental health, and we just assume everybody knows what we know because it's what we do every day. And it's easy to kind of get in a bubble. It, it sure is. All right. Absolutely. So I appreciate you reaching out. We had a, a great conversation last week, and as part of that, it's like, okay, well, we can do something about that. We can start telling stories, uh, uh, and you have a lot of stories to tell. We sure do, and I appreciate it, Brian. All right. Well, it's uh, good to have you with you. Uh, now, introduce your two staff members that are with you here today, and we're going to talk about a couple of individual programs. I think the uh, the great way to do this is bringing your folks in to tell us about what they do day in and day out, and then stuff that happens inside the walls that we don't see, right? And, Absolutely. And also knowing that there's privacy and, and a lot of things. I mean, sometimes that can be a block in, in having conversations, but you've been on the job how long? Oh, about 18 months. Has it been that long? Yes, I know. Hard to believe. I, I would have believed any. You could have said two years and three months. I, I probably <laughs> would have believed you. All right. Um, what was the first thing, what was the most eye-opening thing to you, even given your background, your work, your knowledge, but when you walked in there day one as CEO, what was the most surprising thing to you? how large the organization was in terms of programming. I had been associated for about 13 years before I started in the role of CEO as a consultant, and I was in kind of a little bubble of what I did. I did not understand the vast amount of programs that we serve across the, across the agency. Right. Uh, and I think that's probably where most people are mm-hmm. in, in this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they either come with no prejudgment or knowledge. They just don't know because they don't see. Right. Uh, all right. So talk to me. Let, let's find out first uh, about um, the, the program that's already up and running. Absolutely. So that is our Behavioral Health Urgent Care Hub. And so I have with me today two of my rock star staff. I have Nalita Spann, who's our Director of Crisis Services, um, who I'm going to have her speak a little bit to the hub. And then I have um, Thomas Cruz, who is our Program Director of our Living Room. Okay. Uh, so Nalita, good morning to you, and thank you for being with us here today. Uh, when we say Behavioral Health Urgent Care Hub, what does that mean? Um, what we want to do is make sure that we are basically everything to everybody within reason, right? Um, so when we think about the hub, you think about if you go to like an urgent care for your uh, physical needs, okay. um, it's the same thing. All right, that's a perfect health. explanation uh, because, you know, I've often wondered, and we all grow in our knowledge of all this, and, and I've learned uh, getting older uh, a lot of things, but the main thing I see over and over is that we don't think about mental health the way we think about a broken bone. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Nobody has any stigma attached to going to urgent care mm-hmm. because I have a fever or, or I have, yet we have this line yeah. where when people are going through a mental health crisis and they need urgent help, that it's somehow different. Absolutely. All right, so give me an example, not a, a specific person, but what you might see in urgent care. Um, a lot of individuals come in with um, housing insecurities. Um, a lot of individuals just struggle with depression, anxiety. They need to get connected to uh, resources or counseling or even providers that you know can prescribe medication. Um, we also see individuals come in that are just really needing somebody to talk to. Like in that moment, like I'm in crisis, I need to talk, and we're there to help them through that. Okay, and, and then like the hours, the I mean, how, how do people reach out? How do they know to go to you? Absolutely. Um, so currently our behavior Behavioral Health Urgent Care is on the first floor. So when they come into the door, it's a room right there for them to be engaged with someone. Um, and also we can, uh, somebody can call in as well. Okay. So, so you can, you can speak to somebody on the phone. Absolutely. Now, yep. what are the hours? The hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay. So what happens at 7 p.m.? You know, if, I mean, because mm-hmm. people don't pick their, you know, when Absolutely. their urgency, I mean, when it arrives. So what, what happens if it's 10 o'clock at night? Okay. So after hours, we do have an on-call team that starts at 5 p.m. and goes to 8 a.m. the next day. Okay. So you're, you're covering that whole 24 hours. 
hour period. Uh, and then what does that look like then? Uh, you, is it still physically going there? Is it more, you know, telehealth? I mean, how does that work? So it depends on if individuals call in. If they call in, we can talk to them over the phone. If they present to the building, our on-call worker will right, meet so them So those there. options are both there. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any kind of estimation about how many people you see? I, I, this has been, what, open since July 1st, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, Yep, oh, yeah, it's July 1st. I saw 2024. So July of 23. Uh, any idea the numbers? We're on average. So when actually when St. Mary's uh, ended up closing, we saw a, a pretty big influx come yeah. in. But on average, I was just looking at those numbers. We're looking at about 100 to 90 to about 210 folks a month just walking in. A for month. That. Yeah. Okay. So that will do seasonal thing. I mean, we were talking about just the mood we're in today mm-hmm. because the sunshine is back mm-hmm. and it's lighter earlier and it's not cold. Uh, Does all that play a role? It very much plays a role. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, that's amazing. Now, uh, Thomas is here as the living room uh, program manager and peer support specialist. Uh, my understanding is, Thomas, that peer support specialist means that you've got a kind of a shared lived experience in this area. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, So one of the things that we found out um, over the years is that when people know that they're talking to someone who's been there. Right, and who has been on the other side of the desk, so to speak, and has seen um, mental health care from that other perspective. There's there's a special trust there. Um, like even if um, you know I haven't gone through specifically what someone else has, at least they know like okay, you have some idea of right. what it's like to be in my shoes. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they're willing to share specific stories they might not otherwise. You know, they they um, have that special. Uh, shared trust that comes from a, a mutual experience. I, I think that's right, knowing that there's no judgment on the other side, right? Absolutely. And I don't think anybody yeah, cuts yeah. through that as fast as I've kind of been where you are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there is that relatable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how important is that? You know, I I was just thinking as Thomas was talking, I think it's it's very important for the engagement with the individuals that walk in our door. It's also really important uh, among our staff to be able to have colleagues who can share about their experience. And we learn more if we haven't had that experience. And and, and we're better at providing services because uh, individuals are willing to share and connect. And I, I think it's so important, that trust factor, right? We have one opportunity. You walk in our door. We need to bring you in and create that trust pretty quickly. And so um, an individual like Thomas is is doing that every day. Um, and then people are then moving ahead and, and getting engaged in our services. Okay, so what is the living room? So the living room is a program that Illinois started up in several places um, so far. The idea behind it is that sometimes people need a place to go, but they don't necessarily need um, – the full round of services that, say, going to the crisis unit would provide. So maybe um, housing isn't an issue for them at the moment. Like maybe they're like, hey, I got housing, but it's not a safe environment for me right now. I need someplace else to go. Um, or maybe they're like, my um, medications are in a good place. I don't need to, like, see the doctor like I would on the crisis unit. But I still, I just need a break from whatever um, is going on right now. So the idea is... We provide a space that is set up basically like an actual living room. Like, like we're gonna have like recliners. Um, it's a very comfortable space, very non-clinical. Um, we'll have peer support staff there uh, to speak with them. We'll have a, a mental health professional there to like do an intake screening, just check and see where they're at. Um, and they're gonna be able to stay for up to like 23 hours at a time. Um, the program itself will be open 24/7, though. So it'll why be- the 23 hours then? What's the the, the- why the hour difference? So I, I, the idea behind that is if they're going to stay over 23 hours, we need a bed. I got you. That's just like a requirement as okay. per the state. Um, but if they're staying uh, less than 23 hours, we can just uh, have like recliners, um, other comfortable furniture like that. How, how important, and I have some personal knowledge of this, uh, you know, when someone – is brave enough to for the inside themselves to ask for help right and and i completely understand your role because that's 
I'm already vulnerable. I come in and, but I, I know you've gone through something similar or you know where I am and understand that. But you mentioned like it doesn't look, you know, clinical, uh, uh or institutional. Uh, I noticed this like, and I don't think we're doing a great job, you know, anywhere. Uh, this isn't a Decatur question. It's sort of how we're doing this where you go in and it's the sign say you must pay if you don't show up and wallpapers peeling. And the, I, I mean, that welcome, you know, is not there, right? And we have a lot of that mm-hmm. in our society. In our environment. Where you're being treated almost like a stigma Absolutely. just by the, the way the room looks. Yeah. It needs to be very intentional, and we have done that um, in, in our renovations and making sure how when you walk in, you know, how do you feel and what, what is, what are the barriers? Again, it just simply how a room looks will be a barrier to yeah. getting services. Someone's going to walk back out. No. And then you put somebody on the other side of the plexiglass and you fill the plexiglass with stuff that's nothing but barriers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we change that? Well, I think this is a great example. Um, this program is, is thinking about what would be inviting for folks and actually getting responses from those uh, individuals we serve. I mean, Tell us about how you felt when you were here. What was it like to be on our, our residential unit? What was it like to sit in an office with our staff um, and really think about that environment? Okay. Uh, the Elmo story that I, I asked you about off the air, uh, it, it's uh, this thing goes viral yesterday. I mean, literally the, the Sesame Street character on X just post, uh, literally, um, how's everybody doing? I mean, I don't think it was intended to be anything but what it was. 140 million people have seen this, and the responses are unbelievable. President Biden, you know, weighed in on it, uh, and it, it underscores, I think, to me, what's out there. Uh, I, I've, I've seen too many people say that COVID caused more of this. I think COVID just sh- put a light on what was already there, uh, in my opinion. I'm not an expert. Uh, but now we're in a place, mm-hmm. I think, where there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the government has to do more, uh, and they can't do it in a bureaucratic way. They've got to get creative. They've got to look at organizations and what they're doing, what's working at the ground level. Uh, with the ability and technology we have through telehealth, there's got to be access to people. You can't tell them you got to wait two months to get an appointment. All these things that we do within our healthcare system today. Are you optimistic? I am actually, and and the state of Illinois, for the first time ever, and in, in in the industry, is putting more money and more. But I've seen energy. that in action too. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always necessarily mean results, even if the intention is Absolutely. is is good. Sometimes government gets in the way of itself. I mean, it becomes more bureaucracy, not less. Absolutely. And when you're dealing with, like, just for instance, you know can't, you know, 23 versus 24, got to have a bed. Uh, you know, that you get a lot of that. And that isn't necessarily where people are. And, and, you know, Brian, you're exactly right. So they're, they're investing a lot, but then what they're doing though, I believe is they're listening to the providers a lot more. The, the behavioral health urgent care hub came about because of work with the state and how we could do this because of what we lost at St. Mary's. The living room came about and we were awarded that because of the work. I said, we need something. Here we are in this desert, right, of of not having services and beds. And so they're responsive, but yeah, they're, it's government. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just, that's my thing. And it's not, I mean, I, I don't think it comes from a bad place. Right. I just think it's, it's really easy to get a system rather than mm-hmm. be where the people are that need the help. And, and I always want to start at that end because that's where the answer is. So American spending and, and Gallup polling in 2023, 23% of U.S. adults visit a mental health professional, right? Uh, and that is up from 13% in 2004. So, I don't think the numbers have changed. I just think more people are willing to step forward and, mm-hmm. and talk about what mm-hmm. they're dealing with, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I think COVID exacerbated mental health. I mean, I think everybody went through, you know, it's a hundred year right. pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. think you can do that, but I think we're just being more, becoming more and more aware of what's always been there, uh, but was stigmatized to a point where mm-hmm. people didn't admit it, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, publicly. I would agree. Um, I hope you have more people that are, um, that are willing to share, like literally, um, Thomas, I appreciate you coming in and, and, and not being, you know, afraid to say, Hey, I've been there because I think the more you humanize this, mm-hmm. we know what it looks like underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the more people see the work you're doing and, and that it looks like me, mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. That's the magic bullet. I, I, I really do believe. It Absolutely. is. All right. So what do, we've got a, a couple of minutes left here. Um, these are great programs, uh, but they're just, that's just scratching the surface of what you do as an organization. Mm -hmm. And we will spend plenty of airtime talking about that. How do people find out more? I mean, I, you know, I know your website is informational, but it's kind of based as, as if I'm coming at as a, as a potential patient or somebody <laughs> asking for help. Do you do, do you give people, I don't know, tours would be a bad word, but I mean, do you, yeah. I, how do you, if people are curious, Absolutely. And, and they hear this and they want to find out more mm -hmm. or maybe they want to get involved financially, support mm -hmm. something or, or do something, or maybe they just want help. Uh, right. uh, and, and how do they do that? So uh, I will say we are uh, going to be relaunching a new website, so that will be more user friendly. But truly, you can give a call to 362-6262, um, uh, ask for myself. Um, I will set you up with a tour. And, and again, even if it's just checking out, do I want to have services here? connect you with maybe a program, have you talk with one of our leaders. I am open to anything. I think it's important. One, all I talk about within the agency is access to care, that that is our number one goal. And then, uh, but beyond that, just at the education too, right? So if you're in here, everybody says to me, I had no idea. Sure. And so go tell other people, tell them to come in and I'll, I'll be your tour guide. Thank you for being here today. We Thank really appreciate it. Thank you for what you do. Keep doing. It's a great service to the community. We're going to take a break for uh, top of the hour stories and news. We've got a lot to cram into the last hour. We'll be back with more right after this. Car, home, mobile device, we're there. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. Milliken has announced its approval as a member institution of AWS Academy, an Amazon Web Services program that provides higher education institutions with a ready-to-teach cloud computing curriculum. Beginning this spring, students can enroll in courses that teach in-demand cloud skills, allow them to solve business challenges based on actual industry scenarios, and help prepare them to pursue industry-recognized AWS certifications and in-demand jobs. The Salvation Army's thrift store on North Water is closed while the store gets a facelift. The Salvation Army says they expect the store to open. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.